if you got your Bibles, turn over to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. We'll get right into the, the thought tonight. It's good to be celebrating what we're celebrating. He's probably made it 17 or 18 years more than most preachers make it. And that's the God's honest truth. And uh, I can think of a lot of preachers that surrendered when I did or close to when I did or in the same church that I did that some of them, a lot of them, not even in church tonight and for sure not preaching. And uh, I sure hold a high a high regard to preachers. And if you want to, let's stand tonight. We're going to read one verse. Hebrews chapter 13. We'll pick up, we'll just read verse 17. The Bible says, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account, or give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to stand, Lord, in the sacred desk to preach the Word of God. We're thankful, Lord, for this occasion, Lord, that Unity Baptist Church and friends and family are celebrating in Brother James's life. Lord, we're thankful for that. Lord, we pray tonight, God, that you'd have your way. Help us, Lord, to Lord, to say what the Lord would want us to say and then get out of the way. Lord, we do pray, Lord, that you'd strengthen this church, strengthen this man of God, strengthen his family. Lord, help him, Lord, in the days ahead. Lord, we're living in the last days. We understand that. And Lord, Brother James and myself and others are pastoring in these last days. Lord, we need your help. Lord, we need you to touch us and use us. Lord, wring all your glory out of our life that your son may be glorified. Lord, I pray tonight that he'd be high and lifted up, that all men may be drawn unto him. Lord, we love you and thank you. It's in Jesus Christ's name that I pray. Amen and amen. Verse 17 says here to obey them that have the rule over thee. And I just had this thought the Lord gave me for this service. And um, I actually added a little point to it sitting back there tonight. But I want to help you, Unity Baptist Church. And I want to try to help Brother James. And boy, like I said, I'm celebrating with you. But we want this to continue on. We want it to go further than just tonight, and we want it to go further than just 20 years from now. And, and if the Lord tarries is coming, we want it to continue on for his glory. Oh, yeah. And I want to preach on this thought on he's worth it. We find here in the book of Hebrews where it said to obey them that have the rule over you. Said that they entreat you, they treat you like they uh, have a, to give an account on your behalf, and he does. I want to give you these few things tonight on he's worth it. Number one, he's worth praying for. Amen. There ought to not be a day that goes by that you ought to not 
Lift up your man of God in prayer. There will not be a time that your family don't get around hey, the living room table or the living room couch or, or the dining room table and, and call out your preacher's name by name before God. You ought to know his name. You ought to know his name enough that you speak it driving down the road to God in heaven. You ought to know his family's name where you can call their name out to God and ask them to protect them and use them and help them. And he's worth praying for. There's a lot of different people in this walk of life that we invest our time in and invest our talents and invest everything into their life. But I'm going to tell you there's one in this room tonight Hey, for Unity Baptist Church in Mayfield, Kentucky. That's worth praying for. Hey, that's your man of God. That's your man of God that you ought to hey, ring the prayer bells of heaven and get a hold of God on his behalf. Hey, I'm thankful for the story where Moses had, lit, hey, had put his arms down and how that two other men had came along and helped him lift him up. Hey, your man of God needs you. Hey, to pray for him. Hey, you ought to call his name out. His family needs you to pray for him. He's worth praying for. Not only that, he's worth providing for. Ain't you glad tonight? Anybody else here tonight? Two of you laughed anyway. We don't have a hireling in our midst. We don't have a man of God that said, if you don't pay me this, I'm going to pack my bags and get on down the road. Hey, ain't you thankful tonight that you ain't hey, got somebody that comes in here because they're worried about a paycheck and tickle your ears and hey, let your family go to hell and let your youngins live their life hey, the way they want to. Ain't you glad you got a man of God? Hey, he's worth providing for. His crib ought to stay full. You say, well, I think we give him enough. No, God thinks you ought to double that up. Hey, God thinks you ought to give him more and more and more and more. Hey, I'm telling you tonight, he's worth hey, providing for. We always get on preachers. They run off with the secretary, run off with the pianist. And we say, man, that's what gets preachers out of the ministry. But I'm going to tell you what gets real good ones out of the ministry. When they had to worry about their electric bill, they had to worry about their gas bill, they had to worry about getting their car fixed, they had to worry about providing for their family. Hey, but then they've got to give their soul to you hey, and give their life to you and 24 hours a day, hey, seven days a week, he's on call for you. He's worth providing for. Hey man, I, I know a lot of people that make good money and, and have a lot of nice things but listen, your man of God is worth more than all of those. Your man of God is worth providing for. Your man of God is worth giving to. Amen. Amen. Not only is he worth it, he's worth praying for. He's worth providing. He's worth protecting. You are to protect your man of God. I got to thinking about how you are to protect and what you are to protect. You are to protect his faith. You know, most people in town that hate your preacher has never met your preacher. 
But you know why they hate him? Because they heard somebody that was disgruntled in the church. They heard somebody that got back, slid on God. Hey, they got backward on God. They run him down. Hey, all over town. You ought to protect what he believes in. You ought to take a stand for what he takes a stand for. You ought to speak up and say, no. Hey, that's not my man of God. That's not what happened. That's not the way it went. You ought to protect his faith. You ought to protect his family. Hey, man, you ought to protect Ginger. You ought to protect Drew. You ought to protect Macy. You ought to protect Georgia. You ought to protect Sister Kim. Hey, you ought to put a hedge protection around them. Hey, and not let the devil. The devil would love. Hey, to get a hold of your man of God's family. Hey, and split his relationship up. Hey, with his wife. Hey, with his children. Hey, with people of God. You ought to protect his family. You ought to stand up for his family. You ought to go to bat for his family. You ought to not be the ones that talk about his family and run his family down. His kids ain't perfect, yours ain't either. His wife ain't perfect, and yours ain't either. His life ain't perfect, but yours ain't either. But you got a man of God that's worth protecting. You ought to protect his fire. You ought to thank God that you ain't got a polar bear in the pulpit. You ought to thank God that you got a man of God and that's got a fire down in his bones and it wakes up in the morning and prays and gets a hold of God that breaks the bread of life and he don't sugarcoat it. He don't tiptoe through the tulips. Hey, but he takes a stand and preaches with fire and preaches with a touch of God. Hey, you can have a little sermon in. You can have a little lip-wristed man of God and it won't tell you the truth and it ain't on fire about what he's doing. He's just here to get something. Ain't you thankful tonight that you got a man of God and it preaching with fire and preaching with the power of God on his life. Hey, you can have somebody you can leave and say, I don't even know what he said. I don't even know what we got out of church. Oh, but ain't you glad that you got a man of God and when you leave church you feel like you've been to church. Amen. That's up to you to protect that. Every time you neglect and every time you discard and every time you discredit, you're putting a wet blanket on his fire. You ought to get behind him. You ought to promote that fire. Help the wind to blow on that fire. Hey, man, you ought to get behind him once in a while. Maybe say amen. Hey, let him know you're alive. Hey, let him know you agree with it. Even if you don't agree with it, just say amen anyway. Hey, you say why? Because he may preach something tonight or the next night or the next morning that you will agree with. Hey, ain't you thankful tonight that you got a man of God that stands behind the pulpit and has got fire in his lungs? You ought to protect that. You ought to put a hedge protection about that fire in his life. Because listen, there's enough that goes on in a preacher's life that puts his fire out and diminishes everything that he's built that fire his whole life. One church member could put that out. One church member could put that down to ashes. Do you know what you ought to do? You ought to be there to let the wind blow. You ought to be there, hey, to encourage him, hey, to keep him on fire. Hey, serve God. That'll keep him on fire. Not only is he worth praying for, he's worth providing for, he's worth protecting. But listen, what we read tonight in chapters 13, verse 17, he's worth pleasing. 
We neglect this a lot of times in the house of God. But we don't want to be a man worshiper. I know, but you watch football every week. Right. You got a favorite team. You got a favorite teammate. You got a favorite this and that. Hey, you even got a favorite president. You don't care to worship man that way. And I'm going to tell you what you ought to do. When the man of God thinks of your name, we find, is it joy? When he says your name before God, is what he preaches is what you live. That's what pleases him. He believes in what he preaches. He practices what he preaches. And guess what? What he wants out of the flock is to practice what he preaches. And I wonder when he calls your name, and I wonder when he takes your name before God, is it grief? Is it grievous? Or is it joy? He said, and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. You want Unity Baptist Church to profit? You want Unity Baptist Church to continue to grow? You ought to do everything you can to please that man of God. He's not going to ask you to do anything that the Bible don't say to do. He's not going to ask you to fall short of it. He ain't going to ask you to go past it. He just preaches the word. He, when he says your name, I wonder, I wonder tonight, how many of y'all has been saved? Saved, I'm talking about born again since Brother James took pastor of this church. Raise your hand. Stand up. Let's just stand up. We're almost done. I wonder how many tonight, since Brother James has been pastoring this church and preaching to this church, you got your life right with God. You come home, stand up. I wonder how many tonight, since Brother James has been preaching the Word of God, that God's called you to preach yourself. If you're already standing, just put your hand up in the air. He's worth it. Brother James, I want you to come stand up here for just a minute. I want y'all to keep standing. I wonder how many tonight would say, since Brother James has been preached to this church, I've had a decision somewhere in my life that I'd have made the wrong decision if he'd not been preaching the truth would stand to your feet. I want to give you this, Brother James. They're worth it. They're worth preaching. <laughs> They're worth preaching and being instant in season and out of season. I want you to look at them. They're worth every time and that you study and you get behind the desk and it seems like nobody's listening and nobody's following along and it seems like nobody cares. They're worth it. Just keep on preaching. Not only that, they're worth preaching too. Hey, but they're worth picking up. Hey, when they fell down, oh, ain't you thankful to God that you got a man of God that don't step on you when you're down. Hey, but he does everything that he possibly can with the help of God and to pick you back up and get you back on the right path. I know, stay calm tonight. Hey, we're just celebrating hey, a man of God that's invested his life into you and has preached what you needed right on time. 
up when you got your life back out in sin. Got your life back out in filth and all the world. But he still made out the pulpit and picked you back up and said, you can make it. You can go on. And can I tell you tonight, Brother James, they're worth they pick it up when they're down. Oh, but can I remind you tonight, hey, God gave me this message, gave me this point. They're worth plowing on for. Oh, thank God. I'm glad when the man of God, he don't feel like it. It seems like everybody's went against him. Ain't you glad that he's dropped the plow and plowed on? Ain't you glad when he came to your pew and dropped the plow? Ain't you glad when he came to your family and dropped the plow? Ain't you glad when your youngins got saved when he dropped the plow? And don't you know tonight that the man of God is what stands between your family and drifting off into the world, your children slipping off into hell. The man of God stands. Oh, ain't you thankful tonight that we got a preacher? Ain't you thankful tonight that he preaches the word? I believe he's worth it. I'll tell you this, they're worth it. We let one person, we let a family take us away and gets us sidetracked. And that looks like that's the big picture. That's not the big picture. This is the big picture. Amen. This right here is worth going on for. Let me tell you something tonight. He's worth it. He's worth you praying. Every agony you have to stand and pray. Just pray on. He's worth it. He's worth providing for. Every penny, every every kind thought, every kind word, anything invested in him. He's worth it. He's worth it. Let me tell you something. You better take care of the man of God. You can shake a tree tonight and a hundred Baptist preachers will fall out of it. But you won't find very many holy men of God. And when you find that, very seldom you start narrowing down the percentages. You won't find a holy family of God. It's got a holy wife and children that want to serve God and come to church. Very few people, very few preachers you find that's got all that put together. He's worth it. He's worth it. He's worth everything that you've invested. And he'll be worth it when you have to stand with him again. When it seems like the community's come against him. It seems like families is when he's worth it. I don't know what to do after this tonight, but I want to tell you this. If I was you, I'd let him know how much you appreciate him. I'd let his family know how much you appreciate them. We might as well junk social distance out the window as we'd already packed in here like sardines. We're over that. I'm talking about telling your preacher. Some of you. If I said, what's your name? You told me your name. I'd say, well, I say your name to him. What comes to his mind, grief or joy? I got church members at my place. When I say their name, it brings grief. Thinking, how am I going to pray for them? 
It's them again. It seems like they don't want to serve God, don't want to live for God, and it's grievous to me, and that's very unprofitable for them. But when the man of God thinks of your name, and I say your name to him, I hope it brings joy. Because he's watching for your souls. He's going to give an account for you. I sure want him to tell God it's been a joy pastoring him, pastoring her, pastoring their family. What about you tonight? You might need to make things right with your preacher. I know we're celebrating 20 years, but listen, can't be right being wrong with the preacher. Can't be right. Listen, you ain't had to talk about him. You ain't had to tell nobody about him. What's in here? Hide thy heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Out of it is the issues of life. Right here is where we're asking, are you right with him or not? I wonder tonight, maybe you hadn't really told him how much he means to you. Maybe he hadn't told his family how much they mean to you. You wouldn't have a preacher without a preacher's family. Period. Maybe you need to make a move in his family's direction or his direction and tell him thank you. Tell him how much you appreciate him. Or maybe you tell him, I'm sorry. Like when you think of me, I don't want it to be grief. I want it to be joy. We're going to open this invitation tonight. Maybe whatever God tells you to do, you move toward them. Be obedient to God. Never a wrong time to tell the preacher thank you. I know we got cake. I done tried half the food over there while I was getting ready. I know we got all that weight, but what I'm saying is, personally, looking your preacher in his eyeballs and saying thank you. I'm thankful. And I, you mean more to me than I've ever let you know, but I won't try to express it. Why don't you make a move tonight? Be obedient to God.